Welcome to the Artist Academy podcast, the audio version of our Facebook Live series, Art Talk Tuesday. I'm your host, Andrea Earhart, and I am so excited that you're here to catch the weekly replay of my laid-back yet very inspiring conversations with other full-time professional artists. The purpose of this series is to show aspiring artists like you that it is completely possible to make a great career out of this art thing. And if you ever want to join us live and have your questions answered in real time by myself or featured guests, then just hop over to facebook.com groups slash artist academy every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. I'll see you there. This episode is sponsored by the Artist Academy Advanced Membership, a program for artists who want to up-level their art game by taking it from a hobby or a side hustle to a full-time art business. I've been a professional artist for over five years with paintings in several different countries and a client list that includes high-profile companies such as Bass Pro, O'Reilly's, Duck Commander, and many, many more. So I figured out what it takes to build an art business, and now my heart is set on teaching aspiring artists like you to do the same. Go to advancedmember.com, that's advancedmember.com to learn more. Hola, Artist Academy members, advanced members, aspiring artists, everybody out there listening to this podcast who needs a little bit of motivation, that's why I'm here. I want to be in your ears while you're painting to help you just be motivated and learn a couple tips and tricks so that you can be a full-time working artist. That's why we're here, right? You want to learn more, and I'm here to teach you. So this one, I wanted to just sit down really quick and I feel like that how, that's how all my solo podcasts start. It's like, hey, I just want to sit down really quick and record this. And that's basically it. That's really every time I'm like, I have this thought and I'm like, I just need to get it out because I think you could benefit from it. And today's subject is how I've been landing these big job opportunities and because a lot of the times when I'm seeing successful people out there doing it I'm like but how did they get that you know like how did they land that big brand deal or how did they just how I want to know how that way I can do it and I sat back and I listed out some of my big job opportunities and I'm going to share them with you and so one being Bass Pro One being Duck Dynasty, you know, that TV series. I did a painting for them down in Louisiana last year. Um, Painting Wings Around the World. You might already know this already on that one. I might have shared that one before. Um, Another one. So this all kind of stemmed because I just did this um, live painting gig for the Dickerson Park Zoo. They had their annual fundraiser. And it was kind of a big deal. It was more of a big deal than I realized until I got there. I mean, everybody was who's who's was there. And so I was just like stepping back and I'm like, okay, but how did I get that job? You know, like, wait, how did I land here? How was I asked to be the artist at this thing? And now we all know that happy clients equals referrals, which equals more money in our pockets. And so really it just starts with happy client. So, this story that I recently painted for, the it was called The Ball of the Wild. 
which it really was just an amazing local event put on by the Dickerson Park Zoo. I got to body paint dancers before the event and paint live during the event for a couple hours. Now, you all know that I love painting live because it lets you be seen in a room full of your ideal customers with virtually no competition, like there are no other artists in that room for people to look at. It's just you. You're the center stage. You're creating something magical, and that creates a lot of magical attention. And if you want to learn about that whole live painting thing, I made a 20-minute training video. This isn't what this podcast is about, but I just want to let you know I made a Uh, 20 minute training video telling you all about it and you could find it at theartistacademy.co slash live painting so that's artistacademy.co not .com because that was taken (laughs) artistacademy.co slash live painting and you can go see how I get these live painting jobs anyway that's not the point the point is that I got this opportunity and I want to share with you how I got it and Like I was saying, after the event, I really just sat back and was like, I loved every bit about, I loved every bit of this event. It was fun. I got to be in front of, you know, people, potential clients who were like my ideal buyers, basically people with money that can buy art. (laughs) And so how did I get here? Like I really traced back my footsteps, my connections and everything that led up to this exact job. How, how did I get here? And it's really funny because just sitting back to think about it, it all stemmed from doing one job for one guy. And the job wasn't even that profitable or that exciting, to be honest. (laughs) But I completed it well and with a smile on my face. And that guy recommended me to the Dickerson Park Zoo, which led me to live painting at their biggest event of the year. And... To tell you a little bit more about this project that I did for this guy before it all, um, basically this photographer in town, a very good photographer, he had seen some of my work online on social media and asked if I would paint his son's room. It was really a really, really basic design that he wanted on his wall. It was like three colors, a couple zigzag patterns, pretty simple. It wasn't a big exciting mural. Um, It wasn't like street art wings or anything that I could make into a print. Like it wasn't anything that I could really gain from doing that job other than just doing it that day. And it was a simple wall design. Like it wasn't very exciting, I don't know. Um, But I wasn't super busy at the time. So when he reached out and I was like, yeah, sure, I'll paint for you. It wasn't that profitable either, to be honest. It was, but it wasn't. Um, I mean, I mean, I priced it myself, but I, I could have gone higher. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so I came over midday and I just got the job done, got the job done for him. It took about half a day. And thinking of it back now, I actually, I remember I got it all done. And then he requested a few changes at the very end. Like I was basically cleaned up, ready to go, ready to walk out the door. And he's like, oh, can we just add this here? Like my wife, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, yeah, sure, no big deal. And so I kept a smile on my face. It was kind of, is the, the uh, point I want to get across. But that little bitty little job, I remember we were, we were just talking right afterwards. And he's like, yeah, like I, um, I'm a photographer for the Dickerson Park Zoo. I would, I mean, you should do some art there. I was like, yes, I should. <laughs> and so he hooked me up with 
uh, one of the lead people over there and I literally went over there like within a couple weeks and had a meeting with them and then did some touch-up work around the zoo like did all this stuff and later I was asked to do their uh, annual fundraiser and it was a way bigger deal than anything I had done with them before um, and also one side story painting for the zoo you know so they they uh <laughs> This is a little off topic, but kind of off topic because we're talking about the zoo. But just a funny story. We, they uh, they paint the inside of the animals' cages, right? Like, if you've been to the zoo, you see, like, it looks like they're in a forest scene, even though they're in, like, a, a, a concrete little cage, and it's kind of sad. But anyway, and so they paint, like, a forest scene on some of the stuff. And so I they had done that several years prior. So, someone else did, and they that someone else wasn't painting anymore. So I don't know. They didn't have contact with them. I don't know. So that they needed someone to touch it up. I was like, no problem. Gave them a really good rate because the zoo's a nonprofit. And I went over there and they're like, oh yeah, we have this, uh, it wasn't an, wasn't an anaconda or was it? Oh man, my memory is not so great, but it's, it was a giant snake <laughs> and I'll have to reshare that on my Instagram or something, but it was a giant. Like, so most of the animals they will take out of the cage <laughs> and while, when I go paint for them. Um, um, but the, I don't want to say boa. No, it was huge. I mean, I'd say 10 foot long snake. And so we go in and they're like, I kid you not. They're like, um, uh, so this is feeding week. So she might be a little bit more active. And they said it in such a calm way. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> no. I am not a snake person, not a spider person, not <laughs> any of it. But I went in there. I was like, are you sure? Like, you sure it's going to be fine? Like, yeah, just stay away from her head. <laughs> so I went in this like, it was like a 12 foot by five foot space that this 10 foot snake was in. And there just needed some touch ups on the walls. I have never painted so fast in my life. <laughs> so I go in there and they move her head around so that her head's facing him. And I have to, I crawl in or I, I walk in and I have to go around her to the other side of the cage. So just to paint the picture for you, the spot that needed to be painted was on the other side, and then the snake was there, and then there was the door. So, I mean, <laughs> I was just like, okay, yeah, I've never painted so fast in my life, like I said. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was great. Anyway, so yeah, got all of that done, and <laughs> yeah. So anyway, how did I end up at the zoo? It was this photographer guy who I did a small project for. And yeah, that's how I ended up at the zoo uh, doing all that stuff. Anyway, okay, so we're just going to break it down. All the other jobs as well. I mean, that one's not like the best of the best. But I mean, Bass Pro is. Doug Dynasty is. Um, painting wings in other countries. That's pretty cool. And so yeah. Um, so how did I get the Bass Pro job. Like, let's just peel back the layers. Like, how, how did it happen? So, you might, you've maybe heard me say this before, but I, um, so after, let's see, it's, this is basically, this is my story. Like, I know it, but I say it all the time. I feel like when people ask me, um, after college, I started, 
a painting company, which is basically I just started an LLC and started painting logos for companies around town. And just kind of fell in it because that's what people wanted was, lo- was logos. And then I was doing a job for this guy, um, actually, because I used to do promos. I used to have my own promotional modeling company. That's a different story. I was do- I was helping this guy sell a product in a store, and he really liked how I helped him out. I even got us on TV. I got us on the local radio station. Anyway, so I just did, I did a really good job for this guy trying to get his product out there and shows and stuff. I had no idea that he worked at Bass Pro and he had no idea that I painted because I just never, I just didn't really that often back then. This was like uh, right out of college. And so once I started painting though, he saw that and he's like, hey, you're doing logos for businesses around town. Like, I didn't know you were a painter. I was like, yeah. He's like, well, our logo artist just quit at Bass, at Bass Pro and we need to replace him. Like, are you interested? I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, so not even really realizing what I was really interviewing for, um, I got a, an interview the next day and I went in and met um, the big man, <laughs> not, not the owner of Bass Pro, but the, the big man in the imagery department. And he was like, when can you start? And I think it's because, I mean, he already knew that I was good for the job because my recommendation of the guy who I was already working for, he trusted his judgment and I had worked really hard for him. And so that just, that recommendation basically got me in. They were just like, Hey, can you travel? Um, can you paint? Okay, great. There we go. I was like, okay, I got the job. And then I was a full-time artist from, from then on out. And just, I learned a ton working with Bass Pro, um, just alongside all of these amazing artists for a couple years, full-time working 60 hours a week. I mean, anybody's going to get really good at painting. And so that's, that's what I would tell people. Like, people are like, how did you get really good at painting? I was like, well, I practiced for 60 hours a week for several years, so, and I got paid to do it, which is really, I got so lucky to find that job in that exact perfect time of life. Um, but also, I was putting myself out there, and so, and meeting people. So, what we, what these first two stories have in common are just getting out there and doing jobs, even if it's not your most favorite thing, getting out there and networking and meeting people. That's how I found the first two jobs. And I mean, the Bass Pro one was a significant part of my development and my, of my artist career. Like, I'm so thankful to have, I mean, but I'm also, I was also a really hard worker. Like my mom's a hard worker, my dad, and they raised me to be so. And so people can see that. And so even if it's not a super well-paid job, um, and I'm not saying I've been perfect because there's definitely jobs in the past where I've slacked off quite a bit. And I was like, I'm going to work for myself. <laughs> like had that mentality. But looking back, I'm like, oh man, I probably like slightly burned a bridge on someone that I knew back then who I didn't do a good, really good job for because I just wanted to work for myself, you know, that I was like, oh, that's kind of a little regret, regret but everything's fine. Um, anyway, so the first two are just meeting people, getting out there. It's like, it's, I think it's a little bit of luck and I think it's a lot of putting yourself out there and just taking an opportunity when it's presented to you and running with it. I think my first, my favorite quote is luck is what happens when opportunity meets preparation. 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how it is. And someone, because people would always say, you're so lucky to have gotten that Bass Pro job. And while I was, I knew deep down that my determination, I could make it without them. They made it a lot easier. And I'm not saying I would have ever not wanted to do that, but I knew that like, I, it wasn't just luck. And I, after Bass Pro, like, after they weren't super busy, I was determined just in a little, almost a spiteful way to, like, prove to everyone who said that it was, oh, she's just lucky she got that. That's like, oh, Bass Pro's keeping you busy. That's why you're a full-time artist. I'm like, no, I can do this on my own. And so I knew the day was coming when, because Bass Pro, um, just like construction, um, there's feast and famine. They build a lot, and then you don't build a lot, and then you build a lot again. And so, I mean, they could build a lot here in a couple years, and it just, it, fle- it flexes, is what I'm saying. And so I knew several, several years ago, when I was working full-time there, or contracted full-time, that it was about to not be super busy and so I made a website like I mean after working 60 hour weeks at night I would come to my hotel room and I would make a website and I would make an about page and I would upload photos of my art onto my website and so I was just preparing I'm a preparer I'm a planner of everything and I was preparing for that day when I would have to go out and get business on my own um so anyway Okay, let's move on. Let's just, let's move on now. Okay, how did I get the Duck Dynasty job? So I, about a year ago, yeah, it was almost a year ago from now, so last summer, I painted a big mural for the Duck Commander uh, brand down in uh, Louisiana at their headquarters where, like, or on the show, they, like, they make duck calls. They don't actually make the duck calls there anymore, but it's very much, like, much like a tourist destination. Tourists come in there all the time, and what was happening was they were making that place a, like, a tour. So they have a gift shop there where they used to make the duck calls, and now they made it a tour, and, the the tour needed like a mural on the outside that said like duck commander the tour and <laughs> if um let's see it's on my website somewhere but it's like it's a it was a big mural so um they wanted something that was like i mean 30 feet by 10 feet it was pretty big and with with lettering and all that not like so what happened was one of my followers from back home, actually, from Wheatland, Missouri, or he might have been from like a neighboring town, but right in there, he, uh, he follows them on, on Instagram, and he saw that post that, that they made needing artists, and he sent it to me, and he already tagged me in it. And I was like, oh, wow, thank you. And so I sent him a message right away. I mean, they had just posted it an hour ago. And I sent it right then. And I was like, hi, I paint for Bass Pro Shops. Uh, I would love, I think this is the same kind of genre. I would love to know more about your project. And they messaged me back. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so cool. Pinch me. Like, this is it real. Yes, it is. Oh, my gosh. I I was freaking out. And so, yeah, that's (laughs) Um, so yeah, um, but that was, that's kind of an odd one though, because, okay, so one of the things though, so I told them that I had, I I had painted for Bass Pro, and I think, um, let's see, I think that I, uh, sorry, I got distracted really quick, (laughs) um, I, someone texted me, (laughs) anyway, um, 
Okay. So I, I contribute a lot of that job to Instagram, obviously, but more so like I had been building up my Instagram for probably six months, a solid six months. So I had about 20,000 followers at that point and which is just a really good establishment of just like, oh yeah, okay, this girl has a following and um, she just, she looks like she knows what, what she can do. Uh, you know, she knows what she's doing anyway. <laughs> um, so they like, I messaged them they could take one look at my Instagram, see the good photos, see all of that and be like, okay, like that, that put me in the running. Um, also me saying that I painted for Bass Pro, that helped a lot too. Um, but yeah, so I, I think like Instagram, that's how I got that. It was Instagram. And so a lot of people are like, well, you don't make money off Instagram. I'm like, I have, I've made a ton of Instagram. If you count that, I mean, that job was, it wasn't cheap. Like they, I mean, people like that, they know they want high quality and they don't mind paying for it. They have the budget for it. And in this case they did. And it ended up being a job to where we painted the outside and then they wanted stuff on the inside. And I brought my uh, painter friend, Emily down there cause I couldn't finish it all in one, in one uh, bit. And so Instagram, Instagram was, was that. And so when people are like, when you don't know if you, or when you're like, oh, why am I posting? Like, just think it, it, all it takes is that one job, you know, to really have it all pay off. And then to add on to that, so there's this really big job in Branson, uh, Branson, Missouri. You guys might know where, know where that is. It's like 30 minutes away from Springfield. It's really close. And I got a big contract from in Branson, Missouri last year, we painted trains and we painted aliens and cowboys in this like golf area. Like it was a pretty, it was a pretty big job. It, it was like a month long job that paid really well. And Instagram was how I got that one as well. And so with Duck Dynasty and that job, like Instagram is was where it's at. Like <laughs> Then what happened was this guy, he was looking for mirrorless. He was from St. Louis and he was looking for mirrorless down in the Branson area and he searched and I was really one of the only ones that came up. And then he saw my Instagram of at that time, 30,000 followers. And he, he told me like when, when we were meeting, he's like, he, he saw mine. He was like, you immediately uh, were stepped or stepped out in front of all the other competition. He's like, I didn't really see a whole lot of other artists, but I really just kind of stopped looking after I saw your Instagram because what he saw in that too was promotion. Because he knew that when I was posting all these photos, uh, like of working on the project, like people who were around there would follow and they would see it and they would go to the business. And I told him, I was like, yeah, I do have a lot of local followers as well. It's not just like uh, foreign men or people in China or like, you know. And so a lot of it's Springfield local. And he's like, well, I want that. Like, he's like, that automatically puts you in front of every other artist that I found because of your following and because it has the promotional aspect. I was like, yeah, no problem. We'll post photos as we're painting and help you promote. So Instagram is how I got that one as well. Crazy. And now we're actually about to go to actually, yeah, probably about this time, about the time this airs, we're about to go and do another project for the same company, just a different building in Breedson. And so, I mean, 
thousands of dollars have been made off of this one because I look good on Instagram. And so there's something to it. It validates you almost, kind of. And it just gives you, I don't know. I guess just kind of a validation or something. I don't know. Okay. Um, let's see. I'm just looking at my notes here. Let's see. Um, one big thing that I want to say too is it only really takes one person. Like, one person can be the difference between you getting hardly any jobs and you getting a lot of jobs. And you never know where this one person is going to come from, but it really only takes like one. One person who is well-known or well-connected and actually for a lot of it, my, my fiance Ryan is actually, he, so he's an insurance agent. He's very social. He knows a lot of businesses around town and he's a big help in business. And so when he's quoting insurance for a business, he, if they say any, like they are friends with him on Facebook and they'll, if they need a logo painted, they know where to go. Ryan's fiance. <laughs> and so he's a really good example of someone who knows a lot of people and who's just a really good person to be connected with. And so when you think about it, like why, this is also kind of another thing that goes along with it. Back in my promo days, I learned like, why do people go to bars? Because their friends go to bars. And so you want to find that leader of the friend group to tell them to go to this bar because all the other people will follow. And so I learned that back when I did promotional modeling and had my own company with that. You needed to get, you don't need to get the whole crowd. You just need to get one person and the crowd will follow. And so meeting people who are well connected will connect you. And really, I have been one of those people for a lot of my friends as well. And I'm that person for a lot of artists around here as well. And I know that. And I know the power of having that well-connected person. Because doing promotional modeling, I met a ton of people. It's how I met Ryan. Like, we know a lot of people. And knowing a lot of people, I mean, you don't have to be born with it. I, was, I did not grow up here in Springfield, Missouri. I grew up in a little bitty town, Wheatland. <laughs> Nobody, yeah. Nobody, uh, there's not a whole lot of people there. That's what I'm saying. And so I've had to network being up here. And you can do it. You can start in like going to charity auctions, doing all that, but just meeting people. And you really only need to meet that one person who really likes you. First off, you have to be likable. I'm not saying be like crazy sweet if that's not you or like be really, try to be really funny if that's not you. Just be yourself. <laughs> um, I try to tell bad jokes all the time and then people just don't get my humor. Like everybody laughs at Ryan's jokes and nobody laughs at mine. I think it's too much of like dry humor or something. I don't know. I don't really get that. Anyway, I digress. Okay. <laughs> and then, so we've just basically went over like, it only takes one person. That's one. Just getting out and meeting that one person. Another one is just networking. So not even meeting that one person. It's just like doing well at your job. That's how I got Bass Pro. That's how I got um, at this recent charity auction. And then another one is Instagram. Like it's proven. Like for me, it's proven. You never know. It's, the internet is amazing. I say that all the time, like an old person. I'm like, it's so cool how we can all connect and you guys can listen to me from a different city or country or, or just state or state or wherever. And I can help you and give you advice like this. And we're not even the same area. It's so crazy. Anyway, okay. And then just one other thing, how I get big opportunities. One big thing is, um, I will create the opportunity. I 
and I'll explain, but I'm not one to really wait around for someone to give me an opportunity, although they have, and I'm so thankful that they have. I am more of like, I know what I want to do, so I'm going to figure out how to do it, and I'm going to figure out who will help me to do it. I'm going to figure out what I need to do to get permission. Like, I really like to go out and get it. And so that's how the 417 Street Art Movement Beautification Project started. I started that over a year ago, two years ago. Wait, oh my gosh, it's been two years. Wow. And I just saw a lack of street art in Springfield, and I street art really interests me. And so I was like, well, if no one else is going to do it, I'm going to do it. And now people are calling me after after it took about a year really or so for people to actually start to call me and say hey I have a building downtown I would love to just you know help you out and pay you to make some street art on there and have it promote my business like have it be a photo op for my business so I created that in Springfield Missouri a photo op thing and other people have caught on and now people are asking for it people are asking for wings but that didn't start by me hoping I would get a wing job. I went out and I painted a free pair of wings to get the idea going. And now people are finally asking for it. So if you want big opportunities, think about how you can create it. You know, like it's not that far fetched. And I have learned that I just from a very shy girl myself growing up, like just it fascinates me what you can get if you just ask for it. And if you just put yourself out there, it literally just fascinates me. I've started a couple businesses and just done more things than I've really realized were possible, which really opens my eyes up to anything as possible. And I want to pass that belief on to you because it so is. And not to be super like foo-foo-y inspirational, but I truly believe that. And that's the last bit I want to say about it. So, um, and yeah, now I'm creating... Now I paint different wings in different countries. A lot of that is I'm still like asking them, hey, can I do this? And they're like, yeah, sure. Um, I have a goal that I'm going to be paid to paint in at least 20 other countries in the next like maybe five years, something like that. That's that's another goal of mine. You'll, you'll hear me talking about goals all the time. <laughs> anyway, because I really believe in them. Set a goal, get things moving, figure out how to do it. That's what we're doing in the fourth quarter success plan right now is we set goals. That's the first step, First, uh, which is the first week of everything. We set our goals, five years, one year, one quarter. What do we need to do right now to start making that happen? So, okay, I'm just going to wrap this up right there. And yeah, okay, well, I hope that this gave you a little bit of insight into how I got the jobs. I know it's not like I know there's no formula to it that's like, go to this website and apply for this and you'll get a job. I wish that's not how I've gotten mine. That's, that is somehow how some people have gotten theirs. Um, but really, it's just getting your name out there and getting known and work on your Instagram and just all the things that we have to do that aren't painting. Uh, <laughs> but I do help people with this process. If you need help, obviously, in the advanced member group, we are currently not accepting new members. But we are opening it up in 2020, so if you apply now, uh, your, one of your application will be at the top of the list. And so when I accept um, probably only 40 more people, you'll be at the top of the list. So you can apply at advancedmember.com if you need some help. If not, go for it. <laughs> try it. Try some of this stuff and let me know how it works. And yeah, okay, I'm out. Talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> This episode is sponsored by the Artist Academy Advanced Membership. 
a program for artists who want to up-level their art game by taking it from a hobby or a side hustle to a full-time art business. I've been a professional artist for over five years with paintings in several different countries and a client list that includes high-profile companies such as Bass Pro, O'Reilly's, Duck Commander, and many, many more. So I figured out what it takes to build an art business, and now my heart is set on teaching aspiring artists like you to do the same. Go to advancedmember.com, that's advancedmember.com to learn more. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Also, if you ever want to join us live and have your questions answered in real time by myself or featured guests, then just hop on over to facebook.com slash groups slash Artist Academy every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. And I'll see you next week.